The Adam Crowley Show. He did a couple of annoying radio-y, hot-takey things that I wouldn't have done where he goes, Go ahead and tell me why you don't think what Tom Wilson did was illegal, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. You found the Crowley Show. Where your mom listens, and you should too. 412 922 2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian Lamartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at FBomber73 at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids. Tell your wife. We're doing radio up in here. It's a good sports night. Tom keeps telling me it's not, but you've got an NFL game. You got a college football game between two teams with a pulse. And you got Penguins and Vegas Golden Knights. Marc Andre Fleury makes his triumphant return again to the PPG Paints Arena. It's good sports night. Gonna put my feet up. Gonna pour myself a Guinness. Have a couple of toddies. Eat some chips. Maybe get myself a burger. My wife's going to dinner with some co-workers. It'll be fun. We'll get to the Penguins game coming up in a few minutes. Josh Yoey joins us in 18 here on the Crowley Show. Paul Brown Stadium is the site of the Ryan Shazier injury, and I'm afraid, as a spectator, I'm going to have PTSD. I wonder if the Steelers players are thinking about it a little bit. Going back to the scene of the crime, where they witnessed one of the worst things you could possibly witness on a football field. Everyone's greatest fear that they don't believe can happen to them, but it absolutely can at any moment. Does it affect the way they play? Probably not. But to see Vontez Perfect across the line of scrimmage, all the damage that he's done to their players, and then to realize that it's the same field that Ryan Shazier went down on, it's got to give you the willies, right? It's got to make you think... Something doesn't feel right here. And what doesn't feel right to me is that Ryan Shazier, a good man and a good football player, never is going to play in the NFL again. Whereas Vontez Perfect, a guy who is a terrible person, good football player, but chooses to use those powers for evil, not good, gets to play and gets to have a second, third, fourth, fifth lease on life in the National Football League. Man, it ain't fair this world. It ain't. There are a lot of things in the real world we can get down to, like a hurricane barreling in on Florida and going up through the south. But as far as football is concerned, that just doesn't sit well with me. Now, there's nothing that can be done. If you're Juju Smith-Schuster, you're not going to go at his knees and then hope that he gets severely, grotesquely injured. No, that it's not what happens. There's going to be violence out there. But you can never change what happened to Ryan Shazier. I don't like it. It upsets me. I'll cringe whenever I watch the game. And I have never cringed the way that I did whenever I watched the game last year. It's the worst thing I've ever seen on a football field. And you look at what happened to Tyler Eifert against Atlanta. That was pretty sick, too. But he expects to be able to play again in his career. FYI, Vontez Perfect will be running around again like a knucklehead. It's not going to feel right. But he can't help himself. He's like Tom Wilson. 
He wants to hurt people. Was it Dennis Pitta, the tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, that he just knocked on his ass because he wanted to? It's Antonio Brown, ball 10 yards over his head because he hurt Ben Roethlisberger, who couldn't make the accurate throw. And A.B.'s out to dry. And Vontez Perfect lowers the shoulder into his head. Vontez Perfect celebrates after the injury to Le'Veon Bell, runs off the field like he's a man with his hair on fire. I respect the Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers respect the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not so sure they respect Cincinnati for the way that they play. I know I sure as hell don't. Now, both teams have had their guys, but only one team has had Vontez Perfect. Only one team has seen Adam Pacman Jones, Hail Dub V, get elected captain. If a guy was running around and acting a fool that much, I would think that Mike Tomlin would not allow him to be the captain. Now, some might disagree. Tomlin doesn't have discipline of his players. It's a little bit different with that guy. At last, we saw Adam Pacman Jones. He was dropping someone's ass in an airport. That guy ain't a leader. Marquise Pouncey told Mike Pursuta that this is just another AFC North football game. I don't buy it. Ben separated his shoulder. A.B. lost his head against Cincinnati. Le'Veon's been hurt twice. Juju! Broke perfect and drooled over him like he's Jack Lambert last year. If Juju feeling that Juju, oh man, she's going to hit the fan. TJ Watt says he wants the Steelers to have more padded practices. I get it. I do hope that he understands that the Steelers can't and the league won't allow anybody to. You get 14, I believe. Could be wrong. Mark Caballi will probably text me in two minutes. Media, please tell me how many padded practices you get. But he says it helps the team remain physical. I get that. Chris Hoke also gave that statement a rubber stamp of approval on Twitter, and he agreed with the sentiments. But here's the deal. No team can do it. And if you can't muster up enough energy, if you can't muster up the intensity, well, then why can the other teams do it? Uh, why does Baltimore come in here and jump to a 14 nothing lead? Why does Kansas City come in here and jump to a 21 nothing lead? They tackle just as little as the Steelers do. And the Steelers tackled more during training camp than any team in football. So don't give me that as an excuse. And maybe I'm taking it out of context. I was not there. But I don't think that that is a legitimate reason for the Steelers being behind as many times as they've been this year and leading back to last year. T.J. Watts just got to pull his head out of his backside and realize you're allowed to play more than once every four games. Buddy, you had three sacks against Cleveland. You're allowed to do that the next week and the next week and the next week and the next week. But he only did it weeks one and five. Does this mean we should expect him to do it in weeks 10 and 15? Because his season will look mighty darn good. 12 sacks by the end of the year, but will not have been good enough by anybody's standards. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Where the hell has Stefan Tuit been? As Ray Fittipaldo said in the last hour, he had a better push against Atlanta this week. But he still has zero sacks and zero tackles for loss. I'll keep bringing it up. 
I wrote a column for the Pittsburgh City Paper, big star, multimedia guy, and I said that he was going to be Pittsburgh Jesus, football Jesus. He was going to resurrect this defense from bad to mediocre and perhaps from mediocre to good. And what do we see? Well, nothing. If you look at his production compared to Jay Wobbles, Javon Hargrave, Hargrave's got two sacks. Hargrave's got multiple tackles for loss. Nothing from Stephon to it. Now, one of the tackles for loss got taken away from Javon Hargrave when a pass was thrown from Matt Schaub into a lineman's hand, Tyson Alualu, I believe, and then back into Ryan Schaub. And after he caught it, it didn't count for a tackle for loss for some reason. Uh, I don't get it. Or no, maybe I have that wrong. Maybe Tyson Alualu's pass defense doesn't count. Either way, you're not getting enough predi- uh, production there. So if you're happy with the way the Steelers played defense on Sunday, and you should be, you have to be expecting a little bit more, though, this Sunday. Build upon what you did last week. Do the things you did well. Create pressure. Stop the run. Get turnovers. But also, sprinkle in a little step on to it. He's football Jesus. I think Tom's pooping again. I found him. Just kidding. He better not be pooping because he's in the studio. Last Friday, Tom left during an interview segment that was cut short because the gentleman's phone who we had on cut out. And, well, Tom wasn't there to save the day because Tom was dropping a dooski. Brian LaMartina, trusty friend, all-around good guy. He was walking by at the time and just so happened to fix things. Well, now I got some... Stressors in my life as it relates to that. If I look over there and Tom's not there, I get scared. And I I didn't need anything from you in particular, Tom. In fact, I didn't need anything. But I look over there and you're not there and it scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah, don't worry. I was My head was just down actually a little slightly because I was writing something down. So the computer screen accidentally cut me off. But I'll, I'll keep a conscious mind to make Thank sure you. that I'm in the line of sight at all times. Well, because what if I said a bad word and it would have to be dumped? You're right. And that would have been totally my fault if that would have happened or gone on the air. And I got to I gotta watch my own back for that. Got this one from Tanner. I didn't listen to a thing you just said. Zach Miller injury is the same feeling as the Shazier injury to me. Good guy, horrific injury. And, and that is what stinks. Like, there are players in that locker room that I don't like. And there have been players in every locker room that media is not going to get along with. And maybe some teammates don't even like. Tom Brasso always sticks out to me. That guy was a D-bag, according to everyone. I was, like, seven years old whenever he left Pittsburgh. But Ryan Shazier was never that guy. From the time he was drafted to even now, he's been a tremendous human being. Always easy to talk to. Always willing to get into some of the details. And... It happens to him. It just it just figures. You don't wish it upon anyone. All right, here comes the hottest take of the day. You don't wish it upon anyone, but if it had to happen to one of those guys, if it had to happen to Vontez Perfect or Ryan Shazier, you kind of wish it would have happened to Shazier. Like, Crosby's out for a year and a freaking half because of a concussion. Crosby's the world's greatest human being. He's better than Fred Rogers. Sorry, Tom Janot. Sidney Crosby's got the Canadian mystique to go along with the niceness that Fred Rogers had. He gets injured. He's out for a year and a half. They don't know what the hell's going on. There's some spine issues, concussions. It's a whole thing. And meanwhile, Tom Wilson runs around, and once his suspension's done, he'll come back. He'll never see that guy get hurt. 
Never. Nothing bad's ever going to happen to Tom Wilson. But the good guys, the Sidney Crosby's of the world, they're the ones that get out. This world sucks, man. It ain't fair, man. Life ain't fair. Is it too far to say that if it had to be one of those two, I'd rather it be Vontez Perfect? I don't know if it's too far. I'm actually asking. What, Tom, did you go poop again? No, that's not too far at all. Okay, very good. I think it's ver- it's far enough. If anything, light him up a little bit more, honestly. I really think that... <sighs> he shouldn't even be he allowed... He deserved it! He shouldn't even be allowed to... I don't even know. He shouldn't even be allowed to get out of bed in the morning, If frankly. He should just have to sit in a room and stare at a wall for the rest of his life. Oh, it's disgusting. So he should check out that podcast that Mike Frances is doing. Mike's on. Did you hear about that? <laughs> he he started a new a new internet podcast that's a video, and he said, I'm going to do this after every single playoff game for the Yankees. And then the Yankees lose 16-1, to so he doesn't show up. Mike's off. Mike's off. Wall's on. Wall's on. It's just showing the wall. Wait, they actually turned the camera on? Yes. They went live without Mike there? Yeah, so they, I don't actually know. Yeah, how Do they have it set that it's just going to turn on? I didn't know that they actually went live with him not there. I thought that he just like was like, you know what, I'm not doing it, and it, it never went out there. I didn't know that they actually like set the feet up and like were like, all right, we're on. <laughs> it was just a wall with a microphone. He could have fallen out of the chair right before they went live. That's, That's true. That's, point. That He's an old happened. man. Yeah. His reasoning was... I don't need to give my opinions after a blowout. Okay, very good. A true hot taker, my friend, would need to get their opinions out no matter the score of the football game. A true baseball hot game. Taker. Yes. If the Yankees had blown out the Red Sox, oh my you think god, Francesca's sitting at home all night. Hell no, he's on that mic until the sun comes up and he has to do his normal show on W Fan. Coming up next, I feel like he would have found an excuse not to do it, even if they won. <laughs> It's a like lot of radio it, to like do. Like Francesca thought it was a great idea, and he's like, "Oh hell, I got to go over there. Screw that." You know I, how that New York talent is. <laughs> I ain't driving all the way, but you said you'd do it. Ah no, I, I can't do it today. It's a blowout. There's no opinions to be had. You can't fault the managers. The players didn't play hard enough. I can't possibly do good content with this. Coming up next, Josh Yoey. Always good content with him. Yeah, talking pens. That was a good one. In Vegas. Yeah. Tonight. Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Do you go double kibasi? It's been known to happen. Holy crap. I mean, I could see you taking two kibasis at once in college, but probably not on a sandwich. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. It's going to be a battle of wills tonight. Between the Penguins and the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are desperate. They're 1-3. They want to get off to a better start, certainly, than they have. The Penguins, well, they're 1-1, one one, having given up 11 goals in two games. Mike Sullivan's benched a key cog who has contributed on the last two Stanley Cup championship teams. He's also said the Penguins don't have the effort necessary right now to be doing some of the things that they're doing. Matt Murray is out with a concussion. Casey DeSmith's going to be starting this game. So there are storylines abound. And you got to think Matt Murray wishes he could play. And you got to realize that Marc-Andre Fleury 
He needs to have a bounce back game. If it's even him tonight, Josh Joey joins us now from the Athletic on the Crowley Show. Is it going to be Mark Andre Fleury tonight, Josh? Uh, I don't think so. What? Uh, that was that was what he told us a couple of days ago. He actually told my once again colleague Robert Rossi he didn't think he was going to be playing tonight. So what? How did? How did I miss that one? You sound very upset. I am upset because I just I just did a whole interlude saying I don't know if Mark Andre Fleury is going to play and well I'm a dumbass. Now, this is of course Josh Joey from the Athletic. Thanks for taking the time with us, buddy. Well, maybe we should have corresponded more this morning when we were speaking via text. And I think people should know that we call each other things like homie and Holmes in our text. I mean, is anybody cooler than the two of us? No, I don't think so. There's I a mean, little birdie who told me, Josh. Uh, I was doing a show with Mr. Phil Bork last week, and he said, "I got to get out of here. I'm going to meet someone." You know who's going to meet? Josh. Josh Yoey. Oh, oh! You should you should have come out with us. It was quite a night. <laughs> I didn't get invited. I'm not cool enough, is what it is. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to earn a seat at that table. Uh, Josh, the Penguins are one and one. The Vegas Golden Knights are one and three. The Penguins have all kinds of things they need to be working on. So you've got two desperate teams. I can't wait to see all the storylines unfold. Well, it is interesting that the Penguins had such of a rotten performance against the Canadians on Saturday, and then they don't play for five days. <laughs> like most teams and athletes will tell you, you know, they'd rather get right back out there when something goes wrong, and everything went wrong Saturday. It was just a horrible performance. So uh, three pretty rough practices in a row. Mike Sullivan is not happy. He's not happy with the defensive work in particular. So uh, I would not expect the 8-6 hockey game tonight. I, I think the Penguins are going to try to play a little tighter, especially in front of a backup goaltender. Yeah, I was going to ask if that makes a difference. I'd imagine that it would. What do you think Ricola's insertion into the lineup does, not just from his standpoint, but from a, hey, we better get our act together standpoint because uh, Mike Sullivan's not afraid to bench your ass. Yeah, everybody on the blue line should be on high alert right now. Uh, I know only Mata didn't have a good first couple of games, but he's a pretty good hockey player. And, you know, for someone like him to come out of the lineup, if you're Jack Johnson or Jamie Alexiak, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, I better play a little better too because obviously Mike's not afraid to change the lineup and Ricola might be pretty good. I mean, I don't know for sure. Uh, we haven't seen him really play against NHL caliber competition. Um, a lot of those things that he did in the preseason games were against AHL players. That's not a knock on him, but uh, I think there's still a little bit of, of mystery with him. But uh, I think he might be pretty good, and I'm curious to see how he looks tonight, and it, it makes for a very interesting evening. Josh Yoey, the Athletic, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Mike Sullivan mentioned effort the other day. You don't really hear that much from him. You'll you'll hear, got to be on the right side of the puck, got to play the game the right way, got to be difficult to play against, but rarely has the effort of the hockey team been called into question. No, you're right, and it was rather striking to hear him say that, and he holds this group of players in such high regard, as he should, that once Stanley comes together, uh, you very rarely hear him criticize the effort, but... Uh, I asked him in the press conference, I said, did you think you, you got out work tonight? Because about five of his players told me that, but they don't say that very often. And he said, absolutely, I agree with that. So, yeah, he, he called out the efforts. He basically said they're a bunch of goal sucks right now. They don't want to play the game properly. I don't think that's the entire team, but I, I do think that was pretty evident in the first two games at times. And you know what the biggest problem for Sully is? Uh, the guys who are quote-unquote goal sucks or who don't always pay 
great attention to defense. It's all of his best players. <laughs> and that makes it hard as a coach when it's your best players that aren't really producing the best habits. Yeah, no doubt about that. Is anybody sticking out in particular to you, Josh, uh, that has been doing things not properly? Well, I mean, I hate to point fingers, but if we want to talk about guys who don't always want to play defense and who make very careless decisions with the puck, I would say the guys who are number 71 and number 81 probably stick out a little bit. Um, you know, obviously Malkin had the horrible giveaway in the opener against Washington to Oshie that really left them back into the game. Um, you know, those two together, sometimes they, they get a little greedy. They just want to score in every rush and, and take chances and don't always make reasonable plays out. You're not going to bench them. They're future Hall of Famers, for God's sake. But, uh, yeah, that, that can be an issue at times. They weren't the only two, but you notice them a little bit more, I think, just because of their style. Any other lineup changes expected tonight? Uh, no, I don't think so. The forward lines have uh, looked to be the same. So I think you'll see not only the same 12 players, but also the same lines. And other than Ricola, the blue line will look the same. And, of course, Casey DeSmith will be between the pipes. Matt Murray. I feel bad for him, man. I don't know what else you can say. People have already dubbed him injury-prone. It's just it's bad luck. And after everything he went through last year, I mean, I don't even have a question here. Just I, I just feel terrible for the guy. Yeah, I think it's bad luck more than anything myself. I, I mean, I, don't, I never know with athletes. Are they injury-prone? Do, do some guys have bones that break easier than others? Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it is unlucky. And concussions... Um, they're kind of rampant with goaltenders right now in general. Flurry's yes. had three, I think, in the last three years, too. Um, it's a scary thing. It happened in practice on Monday. Um, the good news is he was taking shots during the morning skate today, which I certainly did not expect. Um, it's only been what, 48 hours, I guess, 72 hours after the diagnosis to be taking shots already. That's a good sign. And we don't like to use the term minor concussion because, as we learned with Sid, there is no such thing as a minor concussion. That's initially what his was labeled as. But... You know, maybe he is out of the woods. Maybe he'll be good to go in a couple of days. And obviously that's a good thing if that's the case because he has been injured a lot. And after the, the way the first two games went, boy, the last thing he wants is to be out for any stretch of time. No doubt about that. Casey DeSmith, the backup goalie, and of course he'll be playing tonight for the Penguins. He's kind of throwback in his style, isn't he, Josh? I mean, he's not uh, hes not a big guy. Um, he, he is athletic. Uh, I never really have trusted a guy that size, maybe necessarily in today's National Hockey League, but, I mean, it seems to work for him, and they've got a lot of faith in him, don't they? Yeah, they really like him. Um, the coaching staff loves this kid, and, yeah, he is a throwback. Uh, most goaltenders now are 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", just these big guys who are positionally sound, and the puck basically caroms off of them, and that, that, that's what goaltending has become. It's very rare now to see Casey Smith or a guy his size as a goalie. He's an average-sized man, but the goaltenders are huge nowadays. Uh, he is a throwback. It's fun to watch. Uh, you'll see it tonight. He is incredibly athletic, side-to-side man. He has to be one of the quickest goaltenders in hockey. Um, got a good glove hand. I really like his glove hand a lot. He had a very good training camp. Uh, I thought he was very sharp all throughout camp. Probably a little bit of nerves tonight playing for the first time and playing at home in a you know, pretty high-profile game against the defending Western Conference champs. But uh, I think he'll be okay, and uh, I, I would say the coaching staff has maybe a little more faith in him than people realize. They really, really like this kid. Prior to Murray's injury, should there have been any worries about his level of play? Uh, I don't think yet. I realize he was pretty ordinary at best last season. Uh, he was not good in the first two games. No, no question, even though 
the defensive performance in front of him was fairly horrid. Uh, we can't let Murray off the hook. He was not very good in those games. He gave up 11 goals. That, that's not really an acceptable number. But that said, uh, I think Matt Murray's really good, and he did have a very good training camp, a very good preseason. Um, I, I don't think anybody was panicking about him after two games. If that had gone on for you know five or six games, that's a little bit different. But I, I don't sense anybody's horribly alarmed just yet. Josh, do you think the Penguins get the message that Mike Sullivan's been pushing tonight? Yeah, I think they're going to play well tonight. Uh, this team has a history of playing very well when it's had some time off. Uh, really good practices. Uh, boy, they were working hard. Uh, I think they will play well tonight. Uh, they can't play any worse than they played against the Canadians. But Megan Vegas, who played last night, they're not playing very well. I, I would suspect the Penguins will play pretty well tonight. Josh, is Flurry starting in goal tonight? I, I don't think so, but, but I mean, if he is, that'd be great. That'd be better for all of us. <laughs> uh, I'm an idiot. Josh, I appreciate the time, buddy, as always. Thanks a lot, homie. You got it, Holmes. That's Josh Yoey of The Athletic. I don't get invited to go play with him and Phil Bork. Uh, I have not been invited to the party in Shirtless Tom studio where KDO is woofing down Chipotle. Uh, a lot of it, in fact. I mean, just so much Chipotle she's eating. Like... <laughs> I mean, it's excessive. How it's much, an excessive how amount much, of How much do you need to eat, Katie? Like, I think she is... got three burritos and two burrito bowls, and she's combining the burritos. In a mega burrito. Bowls. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's way too much in there. And Brian, I mean, is Brian's in there, too. I no, mean, he's not. Where the hell's Brian? It is a party in the behind the glass room with Shirtless Tom, and the greatest host of all time was not invited. I better get used to it. Not get invited to anything these days. You were invited to that party in the woods. That guy's cabin. So you got that going for you. Party in the woods or gratuitous Chipotle party. Hmm, which one would I rather go to? You're right. Woods sounds really cool. So much better. Oh, my God. Coming up next, hottest take of the day. Other crap. Three stars of the show. It's the Friendless Crowley Show. Adam Crowley. Uh, I want to talk about what the hell you guys are doing at Cheesy's because I, I really don't want to Google condoms noses on my uh work computer so the adam crowley show on espn pittsburgh Breaking news from two days ago. Marc-Andre Fleury will not be getting the start tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Seriously, though, how the hell did you miss it? I thought you were joking earlier. Like, I thought it was a tongue-in-the-cheek thing. But, no. You just bad at your job? <laughs> you looked at me like I you just shot someone. I looked up. Yes. Yeah. That's what alerted me to the, oh, no. Tom, did you know Marc-Andre Fleury wasn't starting tonight? Oh, yeah, I know that. I almost Everybody did it like a week knew. ago. You guys are bad at your jobs, then. you got to tell me that. What? I, I, these are the kind of things that are pretty much like baseline. Don't voice that like on to us. do a show. I mean, you should know what the starting goalie is, especially when it's somebody like Marc-Andre Fleury, who's been here for a while. The flower. 
You know, my topic from earlier in the show still reigns true, though. Uh, you you look at Matt Murray, and he's not durable, and it's not maybe his fault, but he's not. And you look at Mark andre Fleury, and he played 67 games, 67 games, 66 games, 64 games, 65 games. There's something to be said about being there every night, and I don't think it's a criticism that I need to throw towards Matt Murray, but it's something that I think Mark andre Fleury needs to be commended on. I think DeSmith's a good player, though. And I don't usually trust the miniature goaltenders. Although when I was growing up, my favorite player on the Penguins, despite who they had, which was all kinds of talent, was Johan Hedberg. Because he would stack them pillows like a worse Martin Brodeur. And Casey DeSmith plays small, too. Or he's small, pardon me, but he plays bigger. Goes post to post real good. Looking forward to him getting his first start of the season tonight. I'm about to get all PC up in this bitch. It's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. Last year, a local fire chief used a racial slur when referring to Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. Breaking news, this happened a year ago. This year, after the loss to the Baltimore Ravens, People were all over social media calling for his job. Tomlin often refers to players and coaches as nameless grave faces. Ironically, behind a wall of anonymity, that's exactly what his detractors have become. Supposed to be detractors. Social media has empowered a legion of bullies to fire shots across the internet with zero repercussions. The keyboard warriors don't see Mike Tomlin as human. They see him and his players as entertainers, as marionettes to be thrown out when they ain't living up to the expectations. Players and coaches are more than gladiators, though, people. Tomlin's a champion, not just on the football field, but also for an organization called Operation Underground Railroad, the nonprofit that is tasked with trying to end child sex slavery. Former Steelers cornerback William Gay was outspoken about domestic violence against women because his mother was murdered when he was young. James Conner survived cancer and has brought hope to children and others who are afflicted with that awful disease. Matt Murray last year lost his father unexpectedly, and he's dealt with three concussions in his short time in the NHL. CTE has affected unknown numbers of professional athletes and has severely hampered the quality of life after their careers are over. Last week, or pardon me, this week, Ryan Shazier will stand on the sideline at Paul Brown Stadium. It's the site of his horrific back injury that cost him the ability to play in the NFL. And it was a reminder of how brittle even the strongest of us could be. So next time you think about snapping off what you think is a harmless tweet, why don't you pause for a minute and consider whether that's something you really want to do. Because athletes and coaches have brothers and sisters and parents and significant others. They've got issues, responsibility, and plates that affect each and every one of us. They're people. They're not nameless gray face, damn it, placed on this earth to be treated as our entertainment. But boy, Keith Butler just can't his ass. That was the hottest take of the day. Woo! Other crap. TJ and JJ have combined for 11 sacks. What's the deal with that? Woo! Other crap. Probably some sort of genetic anomaly in the family. Woo! Other crap. Didn't we say that one yesterday? Woo! Other crap. I took it from a two-sack angle yesterday. This was different. Woo! 
other crap. It has been 24 hours since I used the same other crap joke. Woo! Other crap. It has been 100 hours since the Browns won on the weekend. Woo! Other crap. It has been 517 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Hey, real quick before we get into that, do you know who's going to be opening in the net for uh, the Golden Knights? Marc-Andre Fleury. No. No. Oh. You don't know who? Who is it? P.K. Subban's brother. Malcolm! Malcolm Subban. Malcolm Subban! I knew that. I mean, I knew that it would have been him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of got to hate him a little bit, though, right? Malcolm? Yeah. Just a little. I mean, with the Subban name. I don't want to like P.K. Subban. Malcolm has been caught in the middle. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, the Crowman. I'm interested to see if the Penguins take everything that Mike Sullivan's been shoving up their bum holes and turns it back around on Washington. They're playing Las Vegas. Flurry. So wait. May get the start tonight. Oh no! I'm not sure. You. Second I was back to back. To warn you there. What the hell is Sullivan coaching these guys? We're not even sure who they're playing, honestly. What? So who knows who's playing goal? Well, they're gonna shove it up Washington's backside while playing Vegas. Things I got wrong there. <laughs> Everything. Go, goalie for Vegas. All of it. Team that was playing the Penguins. Things you're allowed to do according to the FCC. Flurry not playing tonight, despite what Adam Crowley Malcolm says. Malcolm Subban going to get the start. Yep. In the net. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, Catholic guilt. There was talk at some point in the heat of it that, like, kids were calling out, like, let's have everybody sw- with their right hand on the Bible and a- over their chest and swear that they didn't do it. And, like, fifth grade me is, like, deep in the propaganda of the Catholic Church at this point. So, like, I'm freaking the hell out. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to swear on the Bible, lie about it, because I'm still not going to admit it, and go to freaking hell later because I just let out an yeah, um whenever Mrs. Fox was like, you have to do homework tonight. See, Tom, you should have realized the system early. You could have I- swore on the Bible. And said, oh, I didn't do it. Wasn't me. Then you go to confession that week. You tell them, hey, I swore in a Bible. I'm sorry. You do your Hail Marys. Everything's wiped clean. You're good. I didn't know how to play the system. You got to play right. the system. This is be the time where I usually say third star mistakenly again, mm-hmm. but I got that right. I've corrected myself. I'm a better man for it. So here it is. First star. Tonight's first star of the show, the age old adage, if the baby doesn't sit, you must acquit. Once again, Adam, I go back to the facts at hand. Has that baby said that he was by the pool? No, he has not. So therefore, you cannot say that that baby was definitely beside that pool. And was, hey, does that father know what pool he was beside? He may have been beside a different pool with a different baby. Who knows? If the baby doesn't sit, you must acquit. I should defend, or, uh, A.B., Hell, while we're at it, I should represent Lev, too. I mean, anything else you want to do? You want to be Ben Roethlisberger's agent? Yeah, for real. I mean, Jesus. No, I don't, I, can't, I don't want that. Yeah, he's tough. I'd have to, every Wednesday, I'd have to do damage control. <laughs> I don't understand. Me neither. Tonight, Malcolm Subban gets the start for the Las Vegas Golden Knights that just go by Vegas Golden Knights on the season. This is big. Nine saves 
on nine shots against, a save percentage of a thousand. He is so much better than Flurry. I mean, he hasn't allowed a goal all year. Do you think he's ever going to let one in? No. <laughs> Twenty nine minutes he's played this season. He is the backup. It's the way it goes. I think the Penguins are lucky though that they're not getting Mark Andre Fleury tonight. Yes, Tom. Or does it really matter though? I mean, it's the third game of the year. Who really cares? Win, lose, tie. This does not. Matter. All right, what are you watching tonight? You watching Penguins? I'm going to see a movie tonight. Oh, you're seeing I'm the not nun. You're seeing the nun. Right. It's a fake sports night. It's oh look, all, all right, these sports all right, are going right. on. None of them are worth watching. If you had to have one on your television while you're smoking weed in your kitchen. Tonight. Yes. For the sports. Yes. He can't smoke weed in the kitchen. His mom's ah, kitchen. Not yet. And weed. Um, I would probably pick... God almighty, they're so bad. I'd pick the Penguins. Is this a burning game. question? you got to take the Penguins. Pen- That's what game. I'm watching. I mean, Even though it's like, you know what I mean? Game. Who cares, it's, really? Like, I was going to watch a flurry play, but... I'll be watching you'll the watch. pens. It's my job. You'll be watching videos of Will Greer in slow motion. That's what you'll be watching. So my wife's going out to dinner tonight, right? Greer so Hub. I will be on GreerHub.com with a full Greer Chub, and then I will be watching the college football game on my left because it's a Big 12 game. NFL will be nowhere to be found. I got that on tape delay. I'll watch that tomorrow morning when I get ready for this show, and then the Penguins game will be on the main bitch TV. Wait a minute. You are going to tape the Giants and Eagles game tonight to watch it back tomorrow morning. What if the Steelers play the Giants or the Eagles in the Super Bowl, Tom? Don't take that tone with me because I was just going to congratulate you for being so dedicated to the craft. No one would watch that crap game twice. I'm not watching it twice. Oh, you're rewatching. I'm, I'm well, no watching it tomorrow. Enough to rewatch. Just it don't tomorrow. text me about it because I don't want to know what happens. I'm also going to rewatch the Penguins game tomorrow morning after I watch it tonight. But wait, I've been getting all psyched to text you all night about the Giants game and how awesome Eli Manning is. Man, now I can't do that. Sorry. He sucks. He does. Who let the dogs out? That's really bad. Coming up next. You feel bad for Barkley, right? Oh my God. Poor guy. Barkley throws it better than Eli. <laughs> I am a big Saquon dude, even though I hate Penn State because he's on my fantasy team. Coming up next, the Robert Morris University Coaches Show. Which coach it is, I don't know. It's Bernard, it's Bernard Clark. Clark. Talk to him yesterday. We interview him every week. I know that. I know who Bernard is. I didn't know what. I should have realized it's football season. So that's coming up next. I got to get off the air. I've been a train wreck today. Tomorrow on the show, Fat Jack, Jerry Dulac, and someone talking about the Bengals. See you then.